it's February. For real, it's February. January was a tough year, but we made it. They're even giving us an extra day this month, but I fully expect the rest of 2020 to speed along like normal now. Christmas will be here before you know it in 326 more days to be exact. Today, by the way, is Monday, February 3rd. Yesterday was Groundhog's Day and Super Bowl Sunday. Whether you were all about the game or all about the halftime or all about the commercials or all about the food, I hope you're recovering well on this first Monday of the month. Hi and hello. You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. I won't try to sell you an e-course and this isn't a TED talk. Think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams and today by the way is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I know you have a lot on your to-do list so thank you for letting me come alongside you as you get stuff done. I am so glad you're here. You are my people. Some background. I typically write the show the day before the episode airs. So as I sat down to write today's episode on Sunday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, I realized there would be no Super Bowl coverage because kickoff wasn't until 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I had totally forgotten that it was Super Bowl Sunday. Honestly, I wasn't planning on watching the game because none of my quarterbacks made it this year, my QBs being Matty Ice of the Atlanta Falcons and Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. But today, I couldn't even tell you who was playing in the Super Bowl. I had to Google it three times and even just now did a fourth check to make sure I had it right. The internet told me it was Super Bowl 54 played in Miami and it was the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Despite not knowing who was playing, I did know who was performing. I knew that Demi Lovato would be singing the national anthem. Side note here, she predicted slash hoped she'd sing the Super Bowl national anthem 10 years ago. And then this year, she wrote that she hopes to one day be the halftime headliner. Big dreams, girl. Big dreams. I also knew who was doing the halftime show. Sadly, it was not Bruno Mars. If I had my druthers, he would do the halftime show every year. But it was Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Does Shakira have a last name? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Gosh, that's terrible. But really, I could not care less about the Super Bowl. However, I was 100% willing to crash someone else's viewing party to watch it for you just so I could cover it on today's episode. But you know what? In my informal Instagram poll, 77% of you said you do not care about the Super Bowl. So, like I said, you, well, most of you, (laughs) are my people. I was able to catch the anthem and the halftime show on YouTube, and I did see that Kansas City won, and I will catch the commercials on YouTube later today. So if you saw something that you loved or something you think I'll love, please tag me on Instagram so I can check it out. I did learn something super fascinating about the Super Bowl yesterday, though. Before anyone knew that it would become this national holiday, the very first Super Bowl was played in 1967 with the Green Bay Packers beating AFL upstarts the Kansas City Chiefs in the Los Angeles Coliseum. It wasn't even called the Super Bowl then. It didn't get that name officially until 1970. 
It was called the AFL-NFL World Championship Game, and the game aired simultaneously on NBC and CBS, but neither network nor the NFL preserved a copy of the broadcast, choosing instead to save a few dollars by reusing the videotape to record soap operas. Sports Illustrated in 2005 wrote an article saying that a copy of Super Bowl I is the holy grail of sports recordings and that a copy of it would be worth over a million dollars. But this was in 1967, before we had VCRs in our homes, before anyone thought that this big game would become this huge thing. Did you know that the first Super Bowl didn't even sell out? Tickets were only $12, and it wasn't broadcast within 75 miles of the stadium in hopes to get more people to come watch the game in person, but the game didn't sell out. Footage of that game was thought to be lost forever. Until now. By chance, a man named Clint Herpner read that Sports Illustrated article and called up his childhood friend Troy Hopped and said, didn't your mom have a box in the attic when we were kids and the box had Super Bowl I written on it and there was some film reels inside? Well, turns out Troy's now-deceased father had recorded the game back in 1967 on ancient quadruplex reels at work. And even better, Troy's mom still had those boxes in her attic. After great efforts to find a working quadruplex machine to play the reels, it was officially discovered that they did indeed contain a recording of the first Super Bowl broadcast. To date, it is the only known recording that exists. After storing the tape at the Pally Center Vault in New York, Troy and his family offered to sell it to the group that they thought would be the most interested in it, to the NFL. To their surprise, the NFL initially only offered them $30,000 for the million-dollar tape, which they said was the equivalent of what it would cost them to sue Troy and his family to take possession of the recording, which the NFL claimed that they owned the copyright to. So for the last 15 years, this sports treasure has not been made available to the public. Troy Hopped owns the recording, but not the content, which the NFL says they own. If the league refuses to buy it, he cannot sell the tapes to a third party like CBS or a collector who would like to own a piece of sports history. So for now, the tape remains in legal stalemate, sitting in the vaults of the Pally Center, unseen by football fans under legal threats by the NFL. This was all in a write-up in the New York Times in 2016, and I'll link that full write-up in the show notes. But there's been an interesting development. Two filmmakers, one who is a producer on Napoleon Dynamite, are making a documentary about the tape and the saga and drama around it. They're hoping to raise $1.5 million. Troy Hopped says that he has agreed to sell them the tape for $750,000, the first time he has made it available for purchase to anybody other than the NFL or CBS. The rest of the money would go toward polishing the documentary and establishing a legal fund so that they can push to publish the tape and have enough money to wage a legal battle against the multi-billion dollar entity that is the NFL. I love this story so much and I am rooting for these guys. On a week when the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in 50 years, I'd love for this footage to be made available to everyone since the Chiefs played in that very first game. If you want to root for these underdogs, the filmmakers versus the NFL, the link to their Kickstarter is in the show notes. The campaign ends soon on February 15th. And in the show notes is also a link to a Wall Street Journal podcast featuring Troy Hopp to the owner of the tapes. So check those out. For today's DNR segment, can we call this segment DNR for deals and recommendations? Can we, can we test that name out? Okay, for today's DNR segment, I have just two little ones for you. 
first, Cheesecake Factory is doing a free slice of cheesecake with any $30 or more pickup order. And you know how easy it is to spend $30 there. This expires February 12th, so get in there. Dolce de Leche is my favorite. It's amazing. And now I kind of want one. And then number two, Chipotle is doing free delivery on Sundays in February for all orders over $10. Again, it's super easy to spend $10 there. So you can just like lay around and not put on real pants, put in an order on the app or online, and they will bring it to you for free. But you know, guacamole is extra. For today's sponsor segment, I'm actually going to take a quick moment to direct you to my Amazon influencer page. Ugh. I hate the word influencer. I am most comfortable with the term podcast host when describing myself. Influencer just has a weird diet tea and hair gummy vitamin connotation to it. Come on, y'all know that's not what I'm all about. Regardless, I do have an Amazon influencers page. Psst, anyone can get one. Mine is at amazon.com slash shop slash Indiana Adams. If I ever mention anything on the show, like books I'm reading or products I'm digging, I've bookmarked those on my Amazon Influencer page. I've also made little sections for things my kids love, gifts we've purchased for my in-laws, and then actual Amazon fashion items that I've purchased and actually liked. I get a teeny bit of commission if you shop using my links. Watch out. I made $11.66 last month, but it's an easy way for you to quickly see some of my recommendations and throw some change my way for this production of this podcast. It's amazon.com slash shop slash Indiana Adams. And you can also find that link in the recommendations section of our website at today, by the way, dot com slash loves. Yesterday was a big day. Aside from being the Super Bowl and my Aunt Wanda's birthday, happy birthday, Aunt Wanda, it was also the weirdest holiday in the American calendar. It was Groundhog Day. Lest you think Groundhog Day is just an iconic Bill Murray comedy and a sweet little day where Woodchuck is spied upon to see if it's scared of its shadow, let me enlighten you as to what this strange day is actually about. You see, there's this whole spectacle that goes with it. There's a term made popular by pro wrestling that fits this, and that term is kayfabe. Kayfabe is the word that you use to describe totally committing to a big facade and pretending all the way that it's real, even when, like, nobody really cares. Like pro wrestling, which I did not know was fake until Chris told me in college. I fell for it. Kayfabe. Well, I had no idea that the whole Puxatani, Pennsylvania Groundhog's Day thing is a giant kayfabe. I literally thought all Groundhog's Day was, was the groundhog coming out of his burrow, and if he went back in, it was six more weeks of winter, but if he stayed out a bit, early spring. That's it. People just waited to see him, and some of those people were wearing top hats, but that's what I thought the holiday was. No, this isn't it at all. The citizens of Puxatawney maintain that Phil, that's the, the groundhog, is a super centenarian meaning that he's well over 100 years old. Phil is allegedly the same groundhog that's been doing the forecast since 1887. My computer kept trying to autocorrect this as 1997, but no, 1887 is when Puxatani had its very first documented outing with a group making a trip to the Gobbler's Knob part of town to consult the groundhog, Phil. There's an inner circle which to my eyes on this morning's broadcast was a bunch of dapperly dressed older white gentlemen who are like Puxatani Phil's entourage. 
the president of the inner circle has a magical cane that allows him to understand groundhoggies, which is Phil's language. And then the president awakens Phil by knocking on his stump tree door with the magical cane three times. A fellow from the inner circle pulls Phil out and Phil is placed on a red carpet on top of his stump house. And the president leans in and asks Phil what he prognosticates. And then he nudges two scrolls toward the groundhog and then proclaims that Phil, who incidentally has been silent this whole time, has decreed which scroll they should open. The vice president of the inner circle opens the scroll and reads it out loud, declaring, in this year's case, in early spring. There is no shadow involved. The inner circle scripts the Groundhog Day ceremonies in advance, with the inner circle deciding beforehand whether Phil will see his shadow. The inner circle maintains kayfabe through the year, never acknowledging the ruse, and keeps its criteria for whether spring will arrive early a trade secret. It's claimed that this one groundhog has lived to make weather predictions since 1886, sustained by drinks of quote, groundhog punch, or elixir of life, administered at the annual groundhog picnic in the fall. The lifespan of an ordinary groundhog in the wild is six years. Y'all, this is insane. This is totally bonkers. And we, as a country, celebrate this every year. What is in this groundhog punch? And is it really keeping Puxatani Phil young? I mean, he looks good for 134 years old. No doubt J-Lo, who is 50 years old, and Shakira, who is 43, are imbibing in this same magical youth potion. I mean, I saw that halftime performance. They looked amazing. Before we go, I want to check in to see how your Today By The Way challenge is going to plan a date. I didn't say you have to go on one this week. You just have to plan one. Valentine's Day is in 11 days, so plan something fun. On Wednesday, if you get the Today By The Way midweek emails, which I think they have the very witty name of this week, by the way, I will include a little printout that you can customize to give your partner for a date night. Sign up at todaybytheway.com slash newsletter, and that will come your way Wednesday around lunch. Oh, and if you thought you were signed up for those, but you didn't get an email on Saturday or last Wednesday... If you don't mind signing up again, you will get squared away. I needed to take some extreme measures to make sure the email list was on the up and up, so I had to start over with a double opt-in. I would love to connect with you there because you'll see I am gifted at gifts. All right, friend, that is it for today. I, is this the part where I have to apologize for that terrible Shakira impersonation? Today we talked about the Super Bowl and I made a case for supporting a documentary about the only copy of Super Bowl 1. I shared two little deals with you, one for a free slice of cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory and the other for free Chipotle delivery on Sundays in February. I shared my Amazon influencer page with you and I'm sorry about that word. We chatted about the bonkers holiday of Groundhog Day and we learned a new word, kayfabe. And I checked in with you about planning a little date night. Everything we've chatted about is in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And you guys, the last five Apple podcast reviews have made me cry. And I'm not even on my period right now. So thank you for taking the time to leave those and share today, by the way, with your friends. I am truly moved. I'm having so much fun making this show with you. Are you having fun? I hope so. I am super optimistic that we can add more days soon. 
Thank you for listening. It's February. It's February. Can you believe it? Today is a new day and friend, I am cheering you on.